Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. I'm your host TJ, and today we're yakking about House of the Dragon, episode two. So in this episode, it starts off graciously with them telling us that time has passed. Because unless you put it in big white block letters at the bottom of the screen that where we are or what time this is taking place in, I'm not going to fucking gather that. So they straight up told us early, it has been six months since the last episode, Matt Smith has taken over Dragonstone. The, the Targaryens have like lots of little keeps all over the place. The main keep is the Red Keep and Dragonstone is the other keep, which is... I don't know her her name, Resenya. We're gonna call her Resenya, the little Khaleesi. I I'm not, I'm an idiot. I don't know her. I don't know names. I, I can't wait till the day where we can have like altered reality where Huds are above everybody's heads that tell me their names. Because so Matt Smith decided fuck going to the Vale, fuck the Vale. I'm going to Dragonstone. It's right there. It's like if you live in New York and you want to go to Rob Playland, like it's right there. You don't have to really go that far to have fun. So he goes over to Dragonstone. And he decrees a bunch of shit, but we get more about that later. The guy with the dreads is like, listen, bro, have you guys heard of the crab eater? He's down there feeding people to crabs up in my neck of the woods. I have to go home to that. I live there. Please help me. And the king is like, don't worry about it. We'll send some, we'll send a boat over there. And Rosenia is like, why don't you just send me? I have a dragon. I'll just go down there. And he looks at her like, grown folks is talking. You are a child. You were to be seen and not heard. You know, all of those things that your your parents have told you when you interrupted a grown folks conversation. And I'm like, hey, it could be worse. You could be Zuko. Zuko interrupted his dad one time and had to Agni Kai his ass. So you got lucky that this didn't end up in an Agni Kai because they are also like a fire nation. They have dragons. Be careful. There's knights that need to be inspected. You do that. Leave the grown folks to their business. So she goes, hey, which one of you has ever been in a real fight? And it's the normie guy, because I'm sure he has to scrap every day of his life on the hard streets of Flea Bottom or wherever the fuck he's from. And she's like, I want the hard one that grew up on the streets. And everybody's like, but he doesn't have a pedigree. And she's like, fuck that. So she picks up this guy. And all of a sudden, he's been elevated to, like, Kingsguard status. So his life is about to change drastically. And I'm happy for him. Good for him. I like to see people from the bottom and now they're here. I forgot to mention last week how Hightower was pimping out his daughter. Wear your mother's dress and talk to the king at, at, at night when nobody else will talk to him in his secret model building room. And his daughter does a really good job of being pimped out. Like she sachets all over around the king. The king ends up really liking her company because gasp, he spent time with somebody for more than 30 minutes and he realized, I like this person that I spend more than 30 minutes with. The king is very short with his the amount of time he spends with people he talks about how he barely talked to his daughter and like he you see that he only has dinner with her that's the only time that he sees her that and when she tends his cups and when she's meant to be silent he like pouts to her friend my daughter she don't talk to me why doesn't my daughter talk to me instead of her friend going she's a teenager sire she's just like maybe she's pissed off about the fact you care more about her brother than you cared about her mom and he's like, oh shit, I didn't even see that. You don't know people. So whenever he finds out a piece of information about a person, he's shocked. You didn't notice your daughter's grief at the funeral? You didn't notice any of that? You didn't care about your daughter until she was the heir? Gotcha. Turns out she's right in her, like, frustration. And it's weird that she's so, that the friend is pretending to be so mature for the dad. He drops his dragon model and she scoops it up. And she later returns it to him as a gift. And he, like, is so touched by this. He's like, I'm going to marry her. 
Imagine going on a first date with somebody and maybe spending the night with them and then going, that's the person I'm going to marry. And that was normal. That was par for the course. Sometimes it didn't even, it wasn't even that way. Sometimes it was like arranged and you had no fucking choice, but to marry somebody you have no idea about. And this marriage was put into place years before you even conceived so that you can keep the peace in France or whatever. Turns out her mother's dress worked wonders. Ugh, put on your mother's dress. Your dad is saying that to you. Oh my God, the, the, the thirst for power is real. We get my favorite trope, the awkward family dinner trope. But it's not that awkward. It's actually really sweet. The father's like, hey, you know what? I j- literally just heard what your problem was. My bad. And she's like, you know what? You're the king. And then instead of like a family, a warm family hug, they give each other a fist bump and continue about their day. They separate immediately after dinner. Guess what returns? The Garden of Betrayal makes its triumphant return. I'm so excited to see this garden again. It's been a while and I've missed you. But this is the scene where the guy with the dreads is like, listen, marrying my daughter will marry the Valerian families together and have a strong bond. Everybody and their mother is telling him this is a strong relationship. But he's like, she's literally like 12, bro. And so in order to make you, the audience, see how fucked up that is, you know that's fucked up. But to further push it in there and rub it in like this is fucked up, they have them walk through the garden together and like have a discussion. Because remember, if you're a king, the only time you have for courting is about half an hour. So they spend about a half an hour in this garden and she's like, look, I already know what I got to do. Remember, this is a little kid and she's like, I don't have to start, you know, giving you babies until I'm 14. So I still got time. She's just repeating things that her father like coached her to say. And it's so sad. It's like the saddest shit. And the king is like, Jesus Christ, I'm a fantasy king. And I'm about to marry a 15 year old. But this, this 12 year old is too fucking far. There is, this is a bridge too far. I'm a Targaryen and this is too much. So the king is not into this. Good for you, man. And he's like, I want the 15-year-old. And it's like, you almost, almost, Viserys. Is that his name? Is that the king's name? Almost. The whole time this was happening, me and my husband were just going, wee-woo. We didn't know we had to wee-woo again later. We thought the king was out of wee-woo village when he was like, we get back to Matt Smith's nonsense. Now, Matt Smith not only took over Dragonstone, which is Rasenya's keep, but he said, you know what? I'm going to go to the dragon's hold take an egg that was supposed to be for my nephew that died and give it to my child because he ain't using it. Shit, I might as well. So he takes the egg, goes to Dragonstone, takes all the sorts of things that don't belong to him, takes a common, you know, woman as his new wife and is like, I'm going to impregnate her and make an heir. How about that? How do you like them apples, motherfucker? I invite you to the wedding because I like drama. The king gets pissed at this. The king is furious. I'm going to go over there and bust his ass. But not too hard. He's still my brother. I love him. Hightower is like, look, look, I got this. I'm going to go over there personally and just tell him, pretty please, give me the egg. Matt Smith goes, do you guys not remember that I have a dragon? Rasenya shows up in the coolest shot ever of the fog parting and the dragon just coming out of the fog. That was so sick. And she, it's a stalemate now. It's mutually assured destruction. Um, George Martin like once likened dragons to like nuclear bombs. George Martin answers a question that gets brought up frequently is like dragons in a fantasy setting, the castles and stuff of the era wouldn't be able to defend against them. And he's tackling that question by going, yeah, these are nuclear weapons. And we have two pointed at each other. It became mutually assured destruction. I got told off by my niece that I really like. Maybe he like likes her. 
fuck it i'll give her the egg back she brought her dragon i have my dragon it's just gonna be bad news fuck it the common woman that's with matt is like bro you're supposed to keep me safe that was a fucking dragon out there a whole ass dragon and he's like i got a dragon too you good you good i'm the prince nothing bad ever happens to me she could be the vessel of the next heir and that would piss off his brother i totally understand also brother you're welcome to come to the wedding and he's like what do i do i can't i can't just not go to the wedding it just becomes an episode of like real housewives of atlanta it's so good i love the drama in this show and that's all i really like wanted from game of thrones and and shows like this the political intrigue the drama it's why i watched house of cards and why i watched like gundam and stuff like that this show just hits all the right buttons the episode ends here on more drama the king stands in front of his high council and they're like okay who are you gonna give the rose to holding his rose and he's very concerned he's looking around at everybody he's like they're not gonna like this my hands 15 year old daughter the guy with the dreads storms out the princess storms out you have people on the high council who he had a meeting with one of the guys from the high council before and he was like yo marry the fucking little girl and he's like but she's a little girl and he's like fucking you don't it's a really good match and it makes sense so you know the council's thoughts on the matter the only person happy here and smiling like the fucking cat that got the canary was hightower even the daughter of hightower doesn't look happy because she's fucked up the relationship with her friend and she probably really doesn't want to marry the king because fucking ew but my battlefield is the birthing bed i think this episode was probably better than the first one just because of how juicy shit gets so quickly and then it gets more juicy dreads goes to matt smith and goes your brother is an asshole and then matt smith goes listen only i may shit talk my brother okay and we all know that everybody with siblings understands that even if you can't stand your sibling if somebody else talks shit about them you are going to a superman punches in their future he straight up said okay i'm not gonna talk shit about your brother but i need you to help me if you help me we'll back you and yo you you want our backing and he's like hmm maybe i'll help you with the crab eater and then they showed a crab eater again i swear every scene the crab eater was in i couldn't look at it it was disgusting so good job i guess if you want if you wanted to get your quota of gross boobs and gross shit in there was also a scene with maggots that i didn't watch that was house of the dragon in some ways worse than the first episode and in some ways better thank you so much for listening